The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, October 2nd, 2018, season 14, episode number 51. Welcome to another edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It's a Tuesday, big picture Tuesday. We get a chance to take a step back and look at this team overall uh, through four weeks of the season. It's the quarter mark. Cowboys have, uh, have played a quarter of the season um, and we'll get to some questions here throughout the show that will help us kind of give you guys a better idea of kind of the big picture of what's happening with this team right now. How's everybody feeling this Good. morning? I Good. am great, Derek. Awesome. So what we're going to do before we get to that, though, I do uh, have a few a uh, few news and notes that I want to catch up on um, Zeke. And we mentioned this yesterday. Um, Zeke, after that game, is limping pretty bad. It was pretty noticeable. Uh, that he was limping. Where do we stand right now with Ezekiel Elliott and his uh, his health? Zeke is fine. That's I mean he's he's they're calling it bursitis in his knee, uh, and I think he dinged his ankle a little bit. But so he's got two different issues. These are things that football players play through, especially twenty yeah. four year old all pro running backs. I mean, you know, even at the quarter point of the season, I think every guy on this team's probably got a thing, yeah. and I don't think it's going to limit him whatsoever. Jason Garrett said that, you know, when when Garrett says he thinks he's going to be fine, then he probably is. So he didn't really make a big deal out of it. Um, you know, he obviously was playing through it in the game and running by people and making big plays. So I think after a week, you know, he might get held out of practice, you know, Wednesday. But Get those uh, recovery sleeves on your legs and, you know. Get that blood flowing. Yeah, don't spend too much time yep. on your feet if you don't have to, but. Think I think he'll be okay. We haven't really seen the running back kind of held out for practice, though, right? We used to. Who? Did I? Who? 22? Jeez, dating yourselves time. a little bit, huh? <laughs> He'd get some time during the week, didn't he? I don't remember. The, you don't that. remember? If I remember and you don't remember, that's a problem. I don't remember Emmett getting held out. I don't, I don't even remember, trust my memory at this point. I don't remember what the remember. injury report looked like <laughs> back then. But Seemed like he got yeah, some vet days. You didn't. Every once uh, in a while. You didn't take those updates to Twitter back then. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, like, you, you just kind of walk over to somebody's office and say, "Hey, this practice." My point is, is that when it comes to installing the game plan, it, you know, as we saw last week, he's a big part of the game plan, and he should be. So, yeah. I don't know, you know, if it's just well, Rod Smith does this, Rod Smith does that, but really, we know it's Zeke. I, I bet you he'll be fine. Jerry Jones went on the radio this morning and was like, I really liked the workload that he got. I think he should be doing that. I think he can do that. And I think he'll be fine. I hope he's saying that in the meetings when he's talking to the coaches. I hope so, too. So that they understand Me. that the boss would really like to see this Who? happen a little bit more. <laughs> Cosign. <laughs> you know, I'm with Jerry. I think he said something about Lance Dunbar that one year, right? And then Dunbar got 10 catches in, yeah, in no the first doubt. game of the season. So, yeah, that happens. They, they listen. Yeah, hopefully, if they want to keep a job. <laughs> um, all right, so let's let's talk about another guy that's that's uh, his situation is a little bit different. David Irving, he's returning this week. Dave, you wrote an article about kind of what you should expect and what fans should expect, I guess, here in the short term. And let's look at it from two perspectives: in the short term for this week, what should you expect, and then going into next week and the following week, what you should expect for a guy that's missed four weeks 
But this is not unprecedented for him having had to miss four weeks before for It's not unprecedented for him having to miss four weeks of games. It is unprecedented for him to not have a training camp and not have not play real football in a long time. Because, I mean, okay, he hasn't practiced since the June minicamp. That was three half practices. There's no contact there. That's, I mean, that's not football. Yeah. No, I couldn't do it. No offense, but it's not football. Um, you could do it. And no, could not. And he missed the final month of last season too. So really he has not played real football since Thanksgiving. Again, no, not Thanksgiving, the Redskins game the week after Thanksgiving last year. So mm. November 30th was the last time David Irving played a real football snap. So uh, you know, I think a lot of times that's lip service when Jason Garrett says, we're just going to take it day by day. But I, that it's true this time. Um, I believe that. And, you know, I know, you know, it's our job to speculate and people want to know, like, well, who's the cut going to be? I don't think you can sit here on Tuesday morning and say he's even going to be on the roster for this game. I really think you take him through this week. There's three days of practice. See what kind of condition he's in. He has been here. He has been working out to his credit. So hopefully he's in some kind of shape, but that's still not football shape. So I would guess they're going to wait. They have a one week exemption. I would guess they're going to wait until Friday or Saturday to make a call on whether they think he can contribute in this game. And only then will they make a roster move. Once he's back, what do you guys expect from him? Let's assume that we get to next week. Let's assume they don't do anything this week. They kind of just kind of pause. Uh, do you, what do you expect from him going into next week when it's, when he is back and, and ready to play? Like, does he immediately jump into that rotation? Is he immediately yeah. the guy that's going to be out there at the beginning of the game? Like, what do you expect to see from him? Well, I think that the difference is is because the last time he was here, they didn't have Gregory. And because of Gregory, I think that it has forced Tyrone Crawford more inside. So he's not really a one-technique guy, but no, he, I mean. He's a put-him-on-the-field yeah, guy. Yeah, he's put him on the field. <laughs> he's a player. Just find a place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Play him wherever you can. I mean, I like him more at tackle than end, but get him on the field, whatever. Yeah, I mean, he was dominant one game at end against the Buccaneers. I, th- I believe he was just yeah. killing that right tackle over there. So he he's that's a good way to say it. Put him on the field, type of guy, and they'll find a spot for him. We'll see what kind of um, you know what kind of shape he's in, and what and, and I don't know about this week or next week, but I mean, whenever he's out there, yeah, he's immediately in the rotation. Does he get forced back into the rotation because of Antoine Woods, because of Malik Collins? Do both those he guys get, are injured as of now? He gets forced back in the rotation because he had seven sacks in eight games. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, even as of this week, oh. even though you may think he's oh, not week? quite ready, yes, does that force him back in to at well, least take some snaps? And that there's a lot of moving parts here. Uh, Antoine Woods hurt his calf. Uh, they don't know for sure what he's going to be able to do. They're optimistic he can practice. If his injury is better than they think, then maybe you keep Irving on the shelf for an extra week. Or if Irving comes out and is just gangbusters, then even better. Um, Malik Collins is, is yeah. in there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there really are. That's why, you know, like I said, this isn't lip service. Like Malik Collins could be coming back. If Irving's conditioning is good, you could cut Karan Reed, who you just signed to get through this thing. True. If Malik is still not there or Antoine Woods is still not there, then you obviously keep Karan Reed, which could force Irving into playing, even if he's not ready. Uh, or if all of that works out, you could maybe part ways with one of your 25 wide receivers. Um, <laughs> it just it really does depend, and that's why I don't think there will be a firm yeah. answer on it until later in the week. It doesn't seem like Karan Reed buy a house you know i mean i would not, guess not 
He's, he's, he's staying at the Omni. <laughs> that's that's the one guy. There's a hotel over here. You that's might just want to get a room there. Don't I mean, settle he, in. He was, Don't even unpack. Just so leave your stuff in the How many tackles do they have? Like uh, they, got, they got Malik. They got Woods. They got Ross. They got uh, Karan Reed. And, and then Crawford. And Tyrone, yeah. So, so really five, and then he'll come in here. So, I mean, technically you don't even need five. You need like four. So, I don't know. I mean, I kind of thought all along, I thought when Daniel Ross made the team, I thought that that might be a situation for Irving when he, Irving comes in. And but, he could be, too. I mean, yeah, if, yeah. if everybody else is healthy, again, that's... But you're right. You're a little, you're a little heavy at receiver. A little bit. Um, <laughs> tight end. Yeah. The Quite, other thing, too, is um, it, it's worth mentioning. So let's just assume Irving doesn't go in this game, which, like, if I had to bet right now, I think they'll find a way to get him up for this game. Um, seven sacks in eight games is... And I think... I've heard two different Cowboys officials call him like a super freak or something like that this week. So I think he'll be ready. But even if he's if he's not, then he automatically reverts to the roster on Monday and you somebody has to go. So they don't have to do anything this week if they don't want to, but he will be on the roster Monday. So. Let's uh, let's move topics. I want to talk a little bit about the safety position. I teed this up yesterday when we were talking about the safeties and really talking about it from the standpoint of the issues that the Cowboys had this past Sunday um, at safety, particularly, in my opinion, Jeff Heath, who I think, to be honest with you, I think before this game had had a pretty good season. Those first three games, I thought he played pretty well. This was not one of the games that he'll send home to mom and say, Mom, look at how well I'm playing football for the Dallas Cowboys. It just wasn't a great day for him. He had missed tackles. He had situations where, like the touchdown, where he just just misplayed the the play, right? So. Not like him, but it was it was what he put out there. Um, and just looking at the safety position, I guess the big overall question I have for you guys is, do you think that even though this defense overall has some pretty good spots, I mean some really good spots, do you think safety has to be the, the, the potential to, as Bill Parcells used to say, hold you hostage? Like literally make your defense not as good because of one position, because of one uh, player or one position yes yeah unequivocally that's the one that it could be a touchdown 70 yards if you're just not if one guy doesn't do his job and that's which i apologize derek i haven't had a chance to actually chart it but like you don't need to in some degrees like i, I mean i feel perfectly confident saying i think i said this yesterday but like those 40 and 50 chunk yard touchdowns we're, that if you can give Rod Marinelli credit for one thing, even when his defenses here haven't been good, they don't give those up. You know, Barry Church was great at preventing those plays from going the distance, uh, and they've managed to keep a lid on it for the most part over the last five years. Three in the last two games. I mean, Golden Tate torched them. Tyler Lockett torched them. Like, it's weird to see that. Yeah. Um, and so there's enough talent on the rest of this defense that you feel pretty good about it, but that is highly troubling when you're giving up like just bad touchdowns again like you want to make them drive the field kick a field goal if you can force that but even still the more plays the defense has to run the better your chance of stopping them or getting a takeaway are 45 yards and a touchdown one play it's disastrous yeah go back to the offseason and Dave you and I were talking you want me about, to yeah we were talking about you this want me yesterday to? okay and and, and I'll, I want to preface this by saying all throughout last offseason we were having conversations we were you know kind of kind of talking a little bit about Earl Thomas and, I mean, hey, should the Cowboys look at that, you know? But but there were also, and you kept reminding everybody, there were safeties that were available last year in free agency that if the Cowboys felt like they needed help at safety, they could go and get one of these veteran guys 
that you thought could help them. Now, there were questions about scheme fit, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But you, I know you went back and looked at how those guys have, some of those guys that you were mentioning in the offseason that signed with other teams, and some of them didn't sign until training camp. So you had opportunities all the way up through training camp. But uh, you went back and looked at how some of them have performed so far here in the early part of the season. Let's talk about that a little bit. Give me some of those guys and and tell us how they've performed so far this year. Some of the guys the Cowboys passed up on. I want to preface this by saying, like, I'm not I'm not here to come for Jeff Heath because I think he would be a starter on this team even if you had added another safety. And I think when he's healthy, he's good more often than he's bad. He played really poorly against Detroit. He's dealing with about three different injuries. I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but I've seen him make plays before. Yeah, so. and I'll say this real quick, throw that in. I've heard Nick say this before, and I think it's wholeheartedly true. If Jeff Heath is your second or third best safety, yes. you're in a great situation. Yeah. If, when Jeff Heath is your best safety, now you're a little bit more which worried. I'll take that a step further and say, if he's the worst player in your secondary, your secondary is probably pretty good. Yeah. And if he's the best, it's probably pretty bad. Yeah. you got two really great building blocks in your outside corners, and you could have a really good safety because you're right. I went back and looked. Um, Tyron Matthew, through four games with the Houston Texans, has 23 tackles, an interception, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and three pass breakups. Trey Boston with the Cardinals has 30 tackles, one pick, one fumble recovery, three pass breakups. Kenny Vaccaro with the Titans, who he just got hurt, but in three ga- three and a half games, 17 tackles, a pick, a sack, and a pass breakup. Uh, in two starts each, Kayvon Frazier has 13 tackles, a pass breakup, and a sack. Okay. Xavier Woods has five tackles and no other stats. Um, I Where just, does Jeff sit in all that? Jeff has 17 tackles and a pass breakup uh, and a missed opportunity at an interception in week one, yeah. I believe. Um, the other thing, Tyron – okay, well, so the other thing I want to say – Forget Earl Thomas. He's the best of the bunch. We all know that. He's done now. Not only is he done, but he would have cost a pretty penny in both a trade and a contract extension. I'm even going to say forget Earl, uh, Eric Reed because there are, I believe, other circumstances that go into why he just now signed with a team. Just forget those guys. That still leaves you with three veteran safeties who are putting up stats for their team, who have combined for five takeaways for their defense. Uh, and just seem to be contributing really well. Tyron Matthew is on a one-year, $7 million deal. Trey Boston and Kenny Vaccaro are both making $1.5 million. Mm. This team has about $18 million in cap space. You could theoretically afford to have all three of them on this team. <laughs> they all three. The Cowboys didn't want them, and I don't understand. And, yeah, if you want to talk scheme fit, we can. I don't buy it. I like to have good players on my team, and I think the Cowboys – just missed the boat when given an opportunity to put good players on this team. My only question to that would be, and, and those stats look good. They, um, what's not on there for Heath is that he gave up a, a touchdown, you know, and it's not on there for Frazier is that he was late getting over there in Seattle. I don't know that. Do you know that about the other You're three right. guys? It doesn't show up on the statue. You're right. right about I don't game. know. The, you might take that for some, at least for uh, Honey Badger's stats. I mean, they look pretty good. I mean, he's active, so you might take a touchdown or two or something like that. I'm sure they're doing some some of that. My goal at the end of I I I want to chart the way these yeah. guys are playing. Sit down with Game Pass. I haven't had time. I'm yeah. sorry. So you're right. It's not fair to just go off of stat sheets, especially 
for a position like safety where right. so much is dependent on other things. But it looks pretty good now. I mean, well, they're going to have to give up a bunch of touchdowns each to be like to make that argument. I think what you said is perfect. They're active. Active. Yeah. I don't know that the the guys on this team are active enough. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you're going to give up a touchdown, at least come up and make. I mean, Trey Boston's got 30 tackles. What it, team does he? He's on Arizona. So he's playing well for a bad team. Yeah. I mean, they're the only winless team in the whole league, and, I believe. And, and uh, Tyron Matthews, Houston. Yeah, we're going to see him this weekend. So yeah. he's going to have a he's going to have a chance to make an impression. Is there anything that you can say from the opposite side of that that would make this kind of after the fact second guessing? I know you've been saying it this whole time, but speaking from the Cowboys' perspective, were there reasons outside of scheme fit which? That's just one of those situations where you and you disagree with well, how the organization and, looks at it. You know, I, I'm not a football coach. You know, Chris Richard has forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. He played it at a high level in college and pro. I get that. Um, and if they say he's not a scheme fit, that's fine. I say this goes back to my argument with Taco Charlton. He's not a right end. So the hell what? You need a left end, too. You need football players. You need guys who can do the job. Yeah. You need a safety. If Jeff Heath has to play free because these guys aren't suited for it, so be it. Maybe yeah. I'd still rather have two proven, competent safeties and one of them's not a scheme fit than throw Kayvon Frazier and Xavier Woods to the Wolves. Yeah. Like liter- That's what I've said all along is even when this team feels good about a player, they're usually pretty good about bringing in competition for them. They do it everywhere else. And these young guys just they were like, Nope, you're it. We feel great I mean, about you. Better go do it. And it doesn't look great through the first months of the season. It's pretty arrogant when you think of it like that. When you think, Well, we we don't want to sign Tyron Matthew because of it doesn't fit our scheme. But yet we're gonna play Xavier Woods, who's unproven, and Kayvon Frazier into this scheme. Why not why not change the scheme a little bit then? You know what I mean? That's it, Exactly. It, or give it a shot to see if he could fit. Yeah. I mean, he is a you, pretty yeah. good athlete, so maybe he could fit if you bring him in and try him out. Like, I just thought that that the Cowboys didn't leave themselves wiggle room. I'm okay with the None. idea of them going into the season saying, hey, we really want to give this young guy a shot. But to me, that's no reason why you wouldn't at least take a vet with you to training camp and maybe have that vet on the team so that in this kind of situation where you are right now, you've got options. You wouldn't have had to play Kayvon Frazier in in that last game where you where he got where he got beat there in, in Seattle like that kind of situation to me was where you could have had a veteran here that gave you gives you more options what is the worst that could happen again well I'll even you know if you I'll even throw the honey badger out because seven million dollars is not an insignificant amount of money Trey Boston and Kenny Vaccaro are basically making minimum for guys of their stature one one and a half million like we they they pay guys more not to play than than you pay for that. I mean, I've seen this team cut Jasper Brinkley, Nolan Carroll, Demontre Moore, Stephen Paya. Bring them in, and hopefully, I mean, you want your young guys to outplay them, but that's the way this works. That's the way they do it at every other position is they bring in competition. And you know, if we got to pay a guy one point five million to get cut, that's just the cost of doing business. But now you don't have those options, and through four games. I don't, you know, they're not awful, but they have not looked like what you hoped they would be. I think deep down, I think the Cowboys always thought they were going to get Earl Thomas. There you go. And that's exactly really what I was just about to say. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Because that's the only reason, like you just said, at every other position, that's what they do. They go out, they get competition, they try to create competition, 
at this one, it seemed like yeah. they were like, ah, oh, we'll stick with the you guys know, we've got. We're good. I, we'll- I think that they, they were at a second round level, and Seattle was like, that's where you need to be. And they weren't there yet. And then they deep down think they always knew after training camp if it didn't work out with Woods or whatever that they could get there. And I think they did. They tried back to the second round. And at that point, Seattle, what had happened with Thomas and all that, I think Seattle was like, nah, no, that's not what we need right now. And then the game happened, and the game changed everything. And That flies in the face of everything they tell us in the offseason because I remember specifically having a conversation with Stephen Jones about Randy Gregory where it's like, we always prepare for the worst-case scenario in everything we do. Right. We want Randy back. We think he can contribute if he comes back, but we can't count on that. It's so, why they got Vanderish. So, right? so you're going to count on doing a deal for one of the best safeties in the game? Like, that's that's the plan? Instead, again, chump change by NFL standards mm-hmm. to get a proven starter in here. In, you know, guys who have been to or contended for Pro Bowl slots. I mean – Give Tyron Matthew a one-year, seven million dollar deal. Big whoop. If he, you know, at worst, he you got the best safety depth chart in the league. Even if you get Earl, you got. And if he was horrible mm-hmm. when he got to tra- by the time you finished training camp, you could cut him. And you know, I mean, I, I'm assuming they didn't have to guarantee that whole seven million. I wouldn't think it has never made sense. It didn't make sense in the spring. It. I mean, and I don't even. You know, I don't mind him not drafting a safety. To be honest with you, the way the board fell, and obviously, I'm very involved in that with the draft yeah. show. I don't. I don't hate that at all, but I mean, three of these guys were available into the summer, and yeah. they were just like, "Nah, we're good." And I, it's coming back. Good. It's it, no, it's coming back on them right now, and they don't have anybody to blame but themselves. And there's no real recourse you're going to get at this point. There are not guys sitting out on the street that are the quality of those guys that you could have had in the offseason. So I will say this about Heath: I think that he his games last year and the play against Oakland has helped him to the point where he can have a game like that. And I don't know. I didn't see like a whole bunch of like, well, he's horrible. He sucks. I, I mean, it might have been. Yeah. Oh, oh. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was going back and forth with oh, people during then. the game. I, I just, no, I, I agree. I, I just think they're dumb. Again, for the fifth time, I like Jeff Heath a lot as a player. Yeah. Like, I, I think he can be a starting caliber safety in this league. He needs to have talent around him. He needs to be, yeah. This is a bad way to phrase it, but he needs to be the worst player in the secondary. Not that he's bad, but. The other four guys need to be better than him, right. and they're not right now, and it it shows. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, uh, we're going to get into some of these quarter-season recap questions I have for these guys. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk. Talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. 
The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Back. To the break. Welcome back. Second segment of the show, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, take it away. You know what? This is a new one, but you can watch season 13, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team on CMT every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Central. Season 13 of that. Yeah. That show has some really good ratings, actually. I was kind of shocked, but a lot of people are into that. I mean, you don't get to season 13 of anything without it. Oh, I want to say it's the highest rated show on CMT. I ever? Want to say, yeah, no, I'm saying maybe ever, but it's I'm, I'm saying yeah, 13 yeah, yeah, seasons ever, yeah. on that. I didn't even know CMT was around for 13 years. This yeah. is where I would make snarky comments about Don't. country music, but I'm not going to. I'm not, <laughs> I won't. That's just like MTV. They, I mean, they stopped doing videos a long time ago, so yeah. I, I don't know if they do videos on CMT or not, but I know that they do uh, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team, and they've done it for 13 straight years. Yeah, they have. All right, let's get back into it. I have some questions for you guys. We're at the quarter mark of the season. Cowboys have played four games of the 16 on the schedule. And uh, so I have some questions for some different players and uh, different parts of the team, and I want you guys to answer them truthfully and with all honesty. Uh, So let's go. Okay. Question number one, who is the most improved player for this team through four games, Jalen Smith or Byron Jones? Those are the only options. You want to throw in another one that's no, better than those two? I feel free. Being a smart ass, it's Byron Jones. It is. Why? Uh, because he's the 27th overall pick in the draft. There was speculation about whether his option was even worth picking up. They moved him to a new position that he was not good at as a rookie, and he's been gangbusters. Hold on. If we're talking about speculation, there was speculation. Jalen Smith may never walk or run or anything, so... If we're playing the speculation Fair. thing, then that Fair. Then, but I improvement from last year to this year. Yes. Because that's the thing. Last year we saw Jalen play and he was good in spurts, but when he had to play too much, he was not very good. And this year, he has been very good. And I think he's been very good consistently throughout good. these games. The stats say that Byron is one of the best outside corners in the game through four weeks. Yeah. And that it's it is a premium position. It's a position the Cowboys haven't gotten great play at in recent years. Yeah, I, um, I, I mean, it's close. I don't. I don't think you can argue that either way. I, I like what Jalen has done, though. He, he's he's much better than he was last year, and the fact that they could win a game without Sean Lee and Van Der Esch is a big part of that too. Um, but I think he's 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 more active in the pass rush than we've seen from a linebacker. Absolutely, in a long time. So and, I thought. Yeah, and he looks good doing it too. Who would who would be a th- if you had to just you know do a third guy? Who would it be? Most improved. I mean, because the first guy that comes to mind to me would be Taco. Mm, that's, that's a good, good answer. That's a really good one. Yeah. Or Cheeto is. Yeah. Cheeto was good. He just Cheeto missed some time last year. Yeah. How about Tyrone? He's been pretty good. Tyrone has been good. I don't know if I'd put him in the category with those other guys. No, no. I, well, we're thinking of we're trying yeah, to think. But, 
but I think he's been good. Um, nobody on the offense. No, the only guy I could <laughs> remotely think of was Swain, but he's just playing more. And he's Swain is just doing, doing what Swain does, right? It. I yeah. mean, yeah. And that's the thing about Swain. Like, I never thought Swain was a bad player. He's a good player. Okay. But he is just kind of that. I shouldn't even say good. He's a solid player. Okay, not from not from the ability standpoint, really. Just position, number, face. Does anybody else see Swain when they see Kelsey for the Chiefs? Oh, Travis Wait, Kelsey. Wait, you think he looks like him? I don't know what uh, it is. Not really. I I maybe with their helmets on. I don't see maybe that. Maybe that's that's what it is. I think it's not I'm not talking about production on the field. No, I, no, I was about to say no. like that. No, no, they would the Kelsey, Cowboys would kill for that. I haven't talked about that. Like I thought for sure somebody would be talking about left-handed throws and stuff tonight. Ah, uh, I just so good. He's I mean, fun to watch, man. He's it's, really fun to watch. That's on talking Cowboys. It's as much. <laughs> there we go. It's as much fun as I've had watching Monday Night Football in a while. But yeah. I just figure people want to hear us talk about the Cowboys. No, he's a ton of fun to watch. I was actually watching that game last night. Just like ooh, he's unreal. Ooh, like wow. He you know he's uh, I mean he's already like one of my top fifteen or twenty favorite players to watch. Like yeah. he has. I We're mean, talking about Pat Mahomes for people that might not people know. People who listen to this show know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. Well, he, like if he's playing, I'm going to try to watch it. Right. Like he's he's awesome. He's fun to watch. All right, let's move on to the next. getting better and Witten is getting better. He was <laughs> way better last night than in the first three he's, weeks. He's, he's getting, still got he's some work getting to do. better for sure. Still got some work They're to trying do. to figure out. You know what? I'll, I'll say this. When, anytime we would ever have a caller or not a caller, but somebody that would call in on the show and, and, we, and they're supposed to be a part of the show from the phone. It's kind of hard because sometimes you you know you you're over you you don't get to see each other so you're talking over. That's a dynamic that they're having to deal with because they yeah. got three people in there. One guy's not in the booth, and so you know they. And kinda, he talks a lot, like he talks oh, as, as though he's in the booth. Right. Booger. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they have to kind of figure that out a little bit. He had a Wit had a Romo moment last night on the fourth down. I think it was the game winning drive, or it was one of the two fourth quarter drives they scored on. They had a fourth and one. And Witten was like, they're gonna get him on the move and try to do a boot and he's yeah. gonna have a pass option. And it was the exact I mean, it was the exact play. So yeah, yeah he's good at studies. He knows what he's doing. All right, next question. Most disappointing player. And I'm talking about expectations going into the year based and then relative to how they've played in the first four games. Tyron Smith, Dak Prescott, Lyle Collins. Feel free to throw in another name if you'd like. Hmm. This is hard. I mean, I, no. Sean Lee could be up there. Okay. Because Sean Lee really wasn't playing that well except for the one game, and then he got hurt. So he has not provided much for you. Okay. You could throw that in. He won't be, he won't be my answer, though. This, okay. is, it, it's, this, is, this summarizes football completely because given his pedigree, his talent level, his, act, his accomplishments, and the way we think about him, it's probably Tyron Smith because you think of him as just this – wall you're not getting past him he's the best he's blah 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 he hasn't played like that at all he's been very disappointing just because of the standard but when your quarterback's not playing well it's it's everything i mean you got you got to have good quarterback play but if your left tackle isn't playing well does Sorry. that affect I'm, your quarterback's I'm, play no because i don't think tyron's been that bad okay. yeah it's not atlanta bad yeah no I'm just, and i was just wanted no. to make that clear because i think that could be the natural honestly reaction. if i it, Tyron playing the way he's played the first month is still better than a ton of starters in the NFL. But, but would, wouldn't you say that Tyron, if you had to rate them all, would you say, and not this isn't about expectations, this is about who's playing the best, wouldn't you say Tyron's number two on the O-line? 
right now as far as play? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't say. Yeah, but I think. Well, would, would you, you say Lyle's yes, playing better? Yes, but here's the problem. No, here's the but, problem. That's also part of the problem with the offensive line is if right now if he's your second best, then that means the offensive line isn't playing and it, as and well as you're accustomed to it you, playing. You know me. I like to grade on a curve. Right. But given who he is and where he's playing, like I, I put Looney at two. Just because not only is he stepping in for an all-pro and not sinking the okay. ship, but he's if, playing pretty well. If Dak doesn't pick up that fumble, we're not sitting here talking about We're talking about sure. Looney getting beat yeah. on that play. Yeah. So it just kind of worked out like that. Because I thought Looney had a great game, and I think he did. That play, that there, play could have been, been his last one of the yeah. game. Yeah. Um, it's true. Could've but they're all, they're all that way. Tyron's got some. I, I think the answer is Dak. I think he's the most. It has to be. Most I mean, it's it, it. might not be fair, but it, you know it yeah. goes with the dinner. What is what it is, as Jason <laughs> likes to say. It might not be your fault, but it is your you're the problem. quarterback. You're going to get too much credit when you're good and too much blame when you're bad. Right. It's just the way it is. All right, who's been the best player? And I know that's e sounds easy, but you got to choose between Zeke and Tank. Who's been a better player? Tank. Tank. It's harder to make an impact on the game from that position. Like you have to be really good to put up those kind of stats. They're both leading the league in their respective categories. Yeah, right. Unless right now, no, no, Zeke is leading with in rushing with four hundred twenty-six yards. Tank is leading in sacks with five and a half. Also, let's not. I mean, let you know. Let's give all credit and blame where it's due. Zeke put up a stinker in Seattle. I don't care what his yardage total was. He had. Two drops. Had a bad game. Bad game. And and that tells you a lot. Yeah. Oh, 127 yeah, no. yards, and it was a bad game. I know? think it's, you know, Le'Veon Bell's not playing. It's between Zeke and and um, Gurley for best back in the league. And yeah. Zeke's on pace to break his 16 rushing total by a healthy margin. Like, he's great. He's really good. But what did he get that year? Wasn't really a great start for the season. 1651. Like, no, but that's think about the all four games. Like the first two games that, weren't great. Either. It says a lot, but yeah. like it says a lot about how spoiled we are since 2013 when it comes to running the football. Because like 80 yards is a great day for 80 percent of NFL running backs, and it's nothing here. It's so his pace is I think 1704. Yeah, that's his. He well, ran for 1651 and 16. I think that's also because most teams are probably throwing the ball for sure. 300 plus. Yeah. Cowboys are usually in that 150 to 200. No, range, you're right. right. I just yeah. Tank hasn't had a bad game yet that I'm aware of. I mean, he's five and a half sacks, forced fumble, I believe. I mean, he's he's a all over the place. He's great. Yep, he's been he's been the best one. You know, we do a top ten players of every game uh, for the for each game this year, and uh, you know, he's been in there every every week. Of course, I think he's the only player that's been in there every single game. So. Maybe Zach Martin, too. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to get our final question. Then we'll hopefully get some questions from you guys. Call us, 888-855-2297. Again, it is 888-855-2297. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. 
The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. Crunch time is when you've got to stay cool, and nobody's better at keeping you cool under pressure than Tommy John. Tommy John underwear has moisture-wicking antimicrobial fabrics. Hope I said that right. To keep germs and perspiration at bay, that means no discomfort and no adjustment. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Y'all know where to go. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. 20% off your order, and you too can be cool and adjustment free like us i read that same thing yesterday and i didn't mess with the the word i just left it i've never heard antimicrobial in my life i just said you know what i'm when in doubt leave it out either one of you guys feel uncomfortable when the word crunch comes up when we're talking about underwear that makes me a little bit yeah comfortable just a little bit you're right Thanks crunch for bringing it up. Time makes me just a little bit. <laughs> you don't want things to get crunched down I don't there. Like crunch. You don't want crunch your underwear to be crunchy. Crimes with lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah, but even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a good, not a good look. We'll change that, that word up. Make sure we change it up for next show. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna get back into. It. We got one more question in our quarter review, um, and then we're gonna get to some calls. We got a call already waiting. We'll get to that in just a second. But our final question there was the best newcomer. Um, you got Tavon Austin, Alan Hearns, and Leighton Vanderesh. You again, feel free to throw in another name if you choose. Who's been the best newcomer? You know, Maher's been pretty good. Okay, that's another you know, good one. I mean, he's uh, yeah, credit where it's due. He's, he hasn't lost you a game, you know. I, I <laughs> that's a low bar. Well, I don't think he didn't lose the game with this, his missed kick, and yeah. they didn't lose the game for him. Hey, let's be real, too. It's like he's he's probably going to be pretty important for a team that's not. Yeah. Scoring a ton of touchdowns at, right now. Yep. You know, Connor Williams is starting, but he's not really doing a lot. Ah, God, that's a. I that's a each one, one of these seem like they've had moments. Right? I want it. I want it. I to would be... say Maher at, over all of them. Okay, because he's actually won a game for them. Even though Tavon may have won that Giants I was game, say, like, uh, he's just been so inconsistent because of how they use him. I want that's it. A tough to, one. I want it to be Tavon. I want him to play more than 18 snaps a game, but it it's not a big enough sample size. So I'll probably say Leighton. Um, I'm really, what, he's got 26, 26 tackles in four games. And so what, that's like six, seven a game, and only one of those was a start. So he's doing a lot of yeah. that as a reserve. He just looks like his instincts are impressive. He seems like he's good at diagnosing plays, and he hasn't missed a ton of tackles. He's made the ones he's had the shots at. So he hasn't been phenomenal, but 
I'm encouraged. I mean, hey, think back to what Taco did through the first month of last season. Mm-hmm. He is playing a big-time role in this defense. So so if it's only going to get better, which yeah, you assume if, this is your floor. If this is the floor, yeah. then I'm feeling pretty good about that pick. Right. So, yeah. All right, let's get to the phone lines. we got some calls. Let's get a call from Lance in New Jersey. Lance, what up? How's it going, fellas? Good, hey. how are you? Good. Just want to thank you in advance right now. I'm a mailman out here in Jersey, so it's nice to hear somebody's voice. I, I listen to you guys every day. Thank Appreciate you. that. Thank you. So I have two questions. Well, I want to comment on who I thought was the most surprising and uh, like disappointing. I love the way Byron's playing right now. I think Chris Richards has done – Richard has done a great job with him. The disappointing guy, I think, is uh, has been Jordan Lewis. I, I know he hasn't gotten a lot of reps this year, but he hasn't really taken advantage of, of those reps so far. And uh, my question is, are you guys concerned – with the lack of turnovers we've had so far this year through four games, guys haven't really got their hands on the balls in the secondary that I've seen. Um, and that's really it. I'll, uh, I'll hang up and listen yeah. to what you guys have to say. All right. Thank you, sir. You know, absolutely terrified. I don't see anything wrong with that call. Uh, Jordan Lewis. But you don't see, you see anything wrong with a little bump and grind. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Good song. Mm-hmm. Uh that's the kind of the style of defense that Chris <laughs> Richard has been playing for a little bit. And that's one of the reasons why Jordan Lewis doesn't play a lot. Yeah. I mean, if we really <laughs> get into it, I mean, like, he doesn't. And so um, you, you're ex- exactly right about that. He hasn't been playing much. I thought he would be playing a lot more. I thought he'd be a starter. I thought he would take over. Over whom? I, I did not think that Byron Jones would just immediately come in and do, and do well. I, I'm wrong on that one. So I thought Jordan Lewis and Cheeto were going to be the two starters on this team for a while. Hasn't happened at all. So yeah, I think I think you're right about being disappointed. I'm more disappointed by that than I think than than Dak. I, you know, the part I'm most disappointed with with regard to him is that I thought he would be in the top three, and whatever in whatever machination I thought he would be a guy. Even if they decided he wasn't going to be in the slot, I figured some one of those other two would be in the slot, and he would be on the field when there were three cornerbacks on the field. And the fact that he's not, that's the part that's very disappointing. And Anthony sure. Brown is not playing right. that well. Right. He's been he's doing okay. He hasn't been, like, great. But he's had some bad moments this year, That's too. what yeah. I mean. And so it's not like, well, you just can't get on the field because these three are playing. No, I mean, there's I'm, room for you to be there. Yeah. From seven starts to to what he is, I mean, yeah, it's it's disappointing. It's surprising. It's kind of confusing. Even, I mean, I know he doesn't fit. It has to be scheme, though, right? I don't. Yeah, be, I mean, he played well last year, right? I, and and on, at this point, we know how that position works too. Like, I have to believe his his psyche is a little screwed right now. I saw him in the locker room after the game, and he had about a million yard stare. Like, I mean, he didn't he didn't look like they just won a game, and I don't blame him. I mean, he's he's played one snap, two snaps now this year, and one of them was a forty five yard touchdown to Golden <laughs> right. Tate. So, I I feel bad for the guy to you be only honest. Played two snaps. Yeah, in that game. No, he's played two snaps all season. He played one snap when Byron came out with a wrist in week two, and they put him out there in dime last week. And Tate took it to the house, and they were like, "No more dime, sorry." So uh, he's like, it. "Wow, that which, that 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 is something that can really affect your your mental." Yeah, which yeah. And, and I mean, you know, I'm not I'm, I don't want to just make excuses for the guy and act like he's got no part in this, but. That can't be good for your mindset. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm mystified as to how you go from starting seven games and playing pretty well to you can't work your way onto the field even as a dimeback. As soon as you, as soon as you make him inactive because you don't need him, that's when somebody gets hurt. Oh, no yeah. doubt about that. Uh, to that point, no, he's absolutely right. Um, only team in the league with no picks. 
only team in the league with no picks. Uh, They've got two takeaways all year. And that goes back to my rant about these safeties is like, you talk about linebackers, you want to be active. These guys don't seem active. Like I feel like getting, getting takeaways is just about being in the right place. Like you're not going to diagnose the play and jump in front of the pass every time, but you got to be, yeah, unless you're a beast, you, but you got to know enough about what's going on to be in the proximity of the ball so that when Jalen smacks the guy and it pops up, you're right there. Yep. That or when the, the quarterback just overthrows, you're in the right position to be able to be there and get your hands up and make the catch, right? It's those kind of moments where it's just about being in the right position. I don't want to nitpick Byron and Cheeto too much because I think they've played well, but I'd like to see them start making plays on balls. I, Byron, it seems like... He's great at making like the reactionary play. Like it's his trademark is like that swipe where he just bats it down. But mm-hmm. if you could turn that into a way to actually get the ball, even better. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm sure it's not easy, but yeah. that's super troubling though. No picks in a month, not good. Yeah. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We're gonna start getting you guys ready for the next game. Let you know what uh, what's gonna happen in Houston this weekend. Cowboys will take on the Texans this Sunday at Sunday Night Football, and it's Cowboys versus Texans. We'll do that tomorrow. For Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!